0: This is Rod Genders, and you're listening to the Estate Planner Podcast, a weekly broadcast of discussions regarding wills and estate planning, probate and estate administration, trusts and guardianship, inheritance claims and contested estates. Hello, I'm Rod Genders, and today I'm going to be talking to you about testamentary capacity, what it is, when you can lose it, and what you can do about it. So the first thing to understand is that testamentary capacity relates to the mental capacity of a person attempting to make a will or other important legal document like a power of attorney. So it's the legal term, testamentary capacity is the legal term used to describe a person's legal and mental ability to make or alter a valid will. If the person attempting to make the will, often called a testator, lacks testamentary capacity at the time that the will is executed, then the will will be invalid. Now, there are legal tests for capacity to execute a valid will, and these include that the person making the will must understand the nature of making the will and its effects, They must understand the extent of the property of which they're disposing in the will. They must be able to comprehend and appreciate the claims to which they ought to give effect. And they should have no disorder of the mind that perverts their sense of right or prevents the exercise of their natural faculties in disposing of their property by will. But the threshold test for testamentary capacity does vary according to what is being proposed. So there are different types of capacity for different legal requirements. For example, the threshold required for capacity to exist to create a will is very much higher than it would be to fill in a Medicare form. There's no one specific test. Capacity sits on a continuum. Uh, or a scale, and it uh, depends on the context. When there are certain factors present, then the requisite legal capacity may or may not exist. And uh, specialist lawyers who deal in estate law, uh, wills and estate planning and probate and so on, are familiar with these tests. And it's important to understand that this is, in fact, a legal test. Ultimately, it's for the court to decide whether a person has or lacks capacity. But very often, lawyers will introduce evidence from doctors, and particularly specialist doctors, to attempt to uh, try to bring some clarity to this issue. So although it's a legal test, there is a medical component to it. Uh, obviously, if uh, an older person is suffering some form of dementia, such as Alzheimer's, uh, then that's medically relevant and a medical diagnosis can be given. That by itself is not the sole determinant, determining factor, but uh, it's a highly probative factor. Uh, so the test for capacity can be and and is, in fact, altered by uh, statute and by rules of court. In most Australian states and territories, the necessary capacity to make a power of attorney is uh, set out in legislation, and uh, the test is that uh, the standard to create a power of attorney sometimes can actually be higher than that for making a will. Uh, That's because powers of attorney can be used to dispose of uh, a variety of assets that mightn't otherwise be closely examined, whereas in a will situation, they almost invariably would be examined. So that's a a brief discussion of uh, mental capacity, testamentary capacity. Uh, If you'd like to know more, then uh, look at our website, www.genders.com.au, and uh, you'll find plenty of information there to help you out. This has been another Estate Planner podcast from Genders and Partners Solicitors in Adelaide, South Australia. We hope you've enjoyed it and invite you to check out our website at www.genders.com.au. Thanks for listening.